Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. So what's been going on this week? <laughs> well, I had a special <laughs> guest come to my house. Oh. <laughs> and it was you. <laughs> oh, you surprised me. I you was naughty. trying so hard the last episode. If you guys listened to it, I was trying to be so. <laughs> inconspicuous mm-hmm. that I almost dug myself into a deep role. <laughs> I really didn't think you were coming. <laughs> I just knew I had a surprise from Eric. And then it, it was Eleni and Dylan. It was a Listen. really good surprise. We were planning this since the last time we came to Colorado, which was during my birthday, which was in December. And as we were leaving, Eric was like, guys, I have a good idea. I think you guys should come for Bree's birthday and it should be a surprise. And so I've been holding on to the surprise <laughs> for forever. And it was getting closer and closer. We were talking on the podcast and I was like, oh my God, I don't think I could do this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I literally had no idea until we started cleaning the house, like someone was coming. But I still had no idea. Lenny really convinced me it was not her. I kept hinting at it. I was like, come on, Lenny, I know it's you. And she was like, no, <laughs> I'm too busy. It's not me. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but then it, she was here. That was my best act I think I've ever done. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing, but it was definitely good for the surprise, so... It was so fun and exciting. We got to spend like four days together, so that was good. It was. We literally spent every second of that whole time together, which is great. We bottled it all up into one trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just kind of a chill trip, too. So it was Mm -hmm. nice, and we went snowboarding, and Eleni did really well. (laughs) 
She's getting better. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I grew up in the South, so I did not grow up around winter sports. I'm trying to keep up with all these pros in the Vail Mountains. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and it's Eric really are fun. definitely pros in my eyes. I'm um, like, wow. <laughs> Eric is. I'm not. I pretend to be a pro. <laughs> well, you fooled me. I thought you were a pro. <laughs> No, I just kind of sing along to my music and spin in circles. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. I watched you do that at one point. I was like, wow, look at her go. (laughs) So that was both of our good ideas of the last week. Best idea ever. Yeah. (laughs) What's your not so good idea? I would say it was... (laughs) I Okay, let me preface this. I didn't think that this trip around we were going to go snowboarding again because we went last time. I was like, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. going to try it. And this time, um, I was not prepared. So we went and rented all our stuff. We got there and I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like, I finally knew what it was like. So it just made me extra nervous (laughs) to go again. And we get up the gondola and Brie was like, okay, we're going to skip the practicing this time. I think we're all just going to go straight down. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't Brie that said that. It was Eric and Dylan. They're like, yeah, you don't need to practice. Yeah. You need to go. And I was like, I don't think I, I need to practice again. <laughs> I forgot how to do this. And they're like, no, no, like you were so good last time. You can do it. And so we get to the top and the greens there, I feel like, are um, definitely blues back at home. I don't even know if that's the right color. I know there's, like, green. Yeah, it's harder here a little bit. Yeah, steeper. and so get up there, and <laughs> I was super nervous. I was definitely in my head about it. I fell about every five minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> and Bree and Eric and Dylan were all down there waiting for me. And eventually I just took off my board, which I did not know was bad luck. I just couldn't make it down the mountain. <laughs> I just picked up my board and just walked down the rest of the way. And Brie was like, what are you doing? Put your board back on. I was like, I really can't. I just can't. <laughs> we went up again. We practiced. I got better. And then. The yeah, she was started. really good. I wouldn't say really good. <laughs> no, I feel like it was just you have to get back into it. And we kind of rushed to go straight down the mountain. Yeah. And that was not a good idea. <laughs> Lenny needed some practice runs. Okay, and then you like, it. Yeah, you were going down on your toes like the whole way down really fast. I had a video of Lenny. I'll have to we'll have oh, to no. put it on Instagram. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did better. I did better at the very end. It was definitely a lot more fun. I didn't want to leave after yeah. the last run, but yeah, <laughs> they closed, so we had to go. <laughs> we tried to run back up to the gondola and <laughs> get up to the top of the mountain, and then they were all yelling, it's closed. <laughs> we we didn't were make so it. mad. We are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was still really fun, that. though. What was your not-so-good idea this week? Um, it's been kind of difficult, like getting back into the swing of work or like working before the surprise and now like trying to work (laughs) again after that. I feel like I need like a 
little break from our vacation a vacation from our vacation <laughs> I I'm like you. not ready to go back to work but I'm trying to work and um I was waiting on a conference table to arrive for mm -hmm. like the last 10 weeks I think is how long it took and it said it was delivered today so I've been like calling all these people and it's like a custom conference table really nice it's for an owner's lounge that we're doing here oh, in Vail cool. yeah so it's for like owners of this condo to come and relax in this space and it's really it's a nice table we've been waiting for it forever and then it <laughs> I called a shipping company and they're like oh we don't know where it is <laughs> they're like it could we it could be in Grand Junction. It could be in Denver. Like, we don't know where it is right now. So I'm calling Grand Junction. I'm calling the Denver location. And finally, they say, I have to reorder it. It's gone forever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Isn't that horrible? What? It's just gone. Yeah. Yeah, after we've waited, like, the 10 weeks of lead time, and then it took, like, four weeks of shipping Oh, what did just... your clients say? Were they like, okay? <laughs> were they so well, bad? luckily they were like kind of understanding because like everything's just so crazy right now. Like the yeah. shipping is insane. But I don't even want to get into it. I know it was a it's a bummer because now I have to reorder it, wait the ten weeks for this oh, table, no. and hope that it gets there like on time. Like, it's just... When is it supposed to be done? Like, when is the end timeline for this project? Well, we were supposed to finish at the beginning of this year, January. Oh. But all of our <laughs> furniture pieces got pushed back. Like, they were all supposed to arrive at the, yeah, last week of January. And they all got pushed back. So now we're looking at, like, we'll probably finish in April. I bet it'll get oh. here in April. <laughs> <sighs> the struggle just, is very very real i, I know that's that. life that's life of a designer i feel like yeah <laughs> i give yeah. up today i was like can we all just thrift for our clients like i mean at this point i i don't have it in me to keep respecting things because they're all out of stock i know like every like you wait a week or two and then the lead time goes up from like 20 weeks to 30 weeks or I they know. completely discontinued an item that they've had forever and now you're like well okay what do i do now <laughs> mm -hmm. it's so irritating i mean i we just ordered all these custom pieces and usually like they tell you the time the lead time and it gets here and it's like everything's been pushed back like even the things we would think like lamps yeah like you'd think they would just be here but they're not <laughs> that's crazy i think it's gotten worse and worse i remember at the beginning like when COVID happened and you know stock was bad it was mm -hmm. like a six to eight week lead time and everyone was like oh it's so bad and now i'm like eight to ten weeks is like two days to me i'm like that's great you have an yeah. eight to ten week lead time awesome now it's like 30. I know. Which I can't even, I don't even know. I'm the, Half the time I'm just like, okay, well, I guess the project is just never going to be finished. 
that's just how it seems to be like all the projects are going to be pushed into next year and mm -hmm. it's all kind of like everything is being pushed back like each year's work <laughs> it's kind of crazy that's insane so in last week's episode we asked you guys what would be an interesting topic for us to touch on and we heard back from a couple of you uh one of them was for us to describe our own personal styles um we thought that would be really fun to get into and also um a prolific designer that each of us looks to for uh, design inspiration frequently mm-hmm so, Brie, do you want to tell us what your personal style would be? I mean, it's not going to be one word. Neither one of us are going to have one word to describe it, but kind of get into. I would say at one time, um, I was more rooted in the idea of like wabi-sabi, like imperfect, uh, impermanent, simplicity. But my styles kind of evolved from that. And now i would say i have more of like an eclectic style mm -hmm. i feel like it's important to have pieces in your home that are kind of they have a their own story behind them like we always have art that eric and willow make or me mm -hmm. <laughs> and you then, guys have the coolest artwork too sorry to interject but your house is beautiful <laughs> Thank you. That's like a big deal for me to have like something with a story behind it. We have my great grandpa's record player and it's like a credenza, but it's also a record player. So yeah, each piece kind of has like its own story. And I feel like I used to like things really simple. I still like really simple, minimal, but I like a combination of that with like unique pieces um like brighter styles you know that kind of thing a mix it's a combination I, I see that in your home too and I feel like touching back on what you said everything is a story like when me and Dylan were staying in your guest bedroom we were just looking at each individual art piece and you could tell like they were all made from you know either you or eric or you maybe acquired it from in an antique an antique store <laughs> but they were also intriguing to look at we just stared at them the whole time i think every morning <laughs> yeah i feel like that's what i want like in my future home because obviously i feel like we're not quite like where i want now but i want someone to sit down and like look at something and they want to know the story behind it like they couldn't be inspired by like anything around them mm -hmm. but i also like i enjoy like minimal colors sometimes and like textures we <laughs> like, all do neutrals <laughs> i like the neutrals but i like to mix in like my art is always like very colorful or you know things like that textures and fabrics are a little brighter Mm -hmm. Like you make it almost like the focal piece. So the furniture isn't too noisy to where mm -hmm. it's distracting you from the artwork, which is great design yeah. work. <laughs> I feel like we still have a long way to go, but I would say in the future, our house will be like really a combination of like Japanese inspired, um, like the wabi-sabi, um, eclectic, but also like brutalist. I'd say like my style is kind of like a combination of those three things. It's not just mm -hmm. one. 
Like I couldn't just like say one, you know? Yeah, that's hard. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of that too. And I was like, I don't have one style. No, I feel like especially as a, a designer, maybe we'll get into this later, but as a designer, it's hard to have just one style. Like you who, are seeing so many styles every who day. Who do you think influenced you the most or inspired you the most? Um, when I th- was thinking about this ahead of time, I kind of thought that for me, I don't get that inspired from other designers because mm-hmm. I feel like we're all um, we're really influenced by like our clients. Like right. each project could be so different, like from project to project you could have like such a, I mean, your style still stays in the project, but I feel like it's hard to look at other designers for inspiration. It's easier for me to look at like fashion or just the world around us. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like you don't want to muddy your process with Mm -hmm. other people's work because then sometimes you it gets a little out of hand and you don't know how they did it so how are you supposed to you know use their personal style for you (laughs) if I had to choose though I would say um I could relate and resonate with um studio I think it's called studio Giancarlo Valle I can't pronounce it but um, I haven't heard of them yeah they're just um I would say like their work is very it's Spanish inspired but also has like that brutalist side Mm. and each project like it's hard to find a designer where each project their style shines through I think so I really love their stuff awesome yeah we have to post them so everyone can see so what about you Lenny what's your personal style I feel like what you said earlier, where it's a lot of different things. (laughs) Um, I feel like initially when I started developing a sense of style, like interior wise, it was always very modern. Like even the way I dress, like I always dress in all black. Like it just had to be clean and crisp. And the Mm -hmm. only like pop of color would always be biophilia. And that was to me, I was like, oh, this is chef's kiss. <laughs> and I think that carried on for a little bit. But then I think I started getting really inspired by Memphis design, which was kind of like a, a gag on modern design. It was like, well, I'm sick and tired of these straight lines. Like, let's just make things curvy and, you know. Mm-hmm asymmetric and crazy and colorful like it it was like I went from one and to the complete opposite other side of the design spectrum and then I think it started toning down and I would say now it's like a little bit Mm postmodern, still mixed with mid-century modern (laughs) Um, I feel like now I just gravitate towards things I like and I try to make it work within my space um, and not just get something to make it look good as a whole. If that makes any sense, I feel like modern is like there's a rule book to mid-century modern. 
Like mm-hmm. everything kind of has to have that like sleek, nice little touch. Um, everything almost blends in together. There's a lot of white. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like beige. It's like crisp white or it's black. Um, and now I think I'm leaning towards postmodernism and kind of mixing the two styles together um and having more fun with styling pieces rather than the actual furniture itself um I feel like you can have a lot of fun with like side tables or coffee tables or rugs and you know Mm -hmm. those pieces aren't necessarily made to last forever and I know that maybe if my style evolves once again (laughs) I can still have those main um bigger pieces in my personal design but I this okay this is a hard one though because I feel like designing for yourself is almost impossible Mm -hmm. like I feel like we're influenced every day by what we do at work and like you know I'll be working on an art deco project or I'll be working on you know something completely different each project and I feel like part of me like wants to go in that direction but I don't and so yeah I definitely agree it's like a chef that goes to work and cooks every day and they come home and they take out like a frozen meal and make it for dinner like you don't it's almost like you don't want to work out (laughs) (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just me but I find it so hard to really like curate my own space and like once I get like one room down it feels like I completed a new level in a game I'm like great okay we got that part down I I feel like it's the same way for me too. Like it's really hard to hone in on your own style when mm-hmm. you're we're like in the design world. We're like wrapped up in it and every client you get is like so different and Yeah. But I feel like with time, like after we've kind of tried every style, I think that's maybe when we'll have like right. a more solidified like I feel like we're still experimenting right now. Definitely experimental phase and I totally agree like you have certain pieces in your house that are like just you could take on forever and they're really (laughs) cool (laughs) exactly yeah and and then then some that's like "Mm, probably gonna be sick of this in two years (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I don't know I mean I think that's a fun part of design and I think that's why I really love designing is that you don't have to be necessarily set on one style I think you know as the times evolve and trends evolve you should evolve with them and I don't mean you know getting a new piece of furniture every year I just mean like if that style is not suiting you any longer why keep it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's not you know inspiring you or you don't feel like you're growing in that space you're not tied down to it yeah there's always like time to evolve and change you know yeah and I just feel like yeah we're always evolving so our style is going to change a lot, especially us. I feel like our fashion changes a lot. And (laughs) like, also when you're looking at furniture pieces all the time, or like you're looking at design every single day, it almost all kind of starts looking the same. It does. (laughs) You can't even decipher the styles anymore. Everything kind of just blends together. 
it does it's so it's not black and white anymore mm-hmm. like there's i they, they've come up with new names for styles like i think there's i mean i don't think it's a new one but it's called japandi where it's mm-hmm. like japanese inspired design with um scandinavian design because it's just like what else what else you call it <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that right now and like it's hard to um not follow the trends yeah. especially you know when as a designer it's really hard to not always be on those trends but it is <laughs> it's like my personality changes with it like I feel like I start you know I'll clean out my claws and I'm like okay now I want this style <laughs> mm-hmm. well who do you think kind of inspires you right now I think currently Kelly Behan mm-hmm. I, I feel like I always say her name wrong but I feel like she's definitely been inspiring me for the past couple of years. Um, A lot of her work is also ever evolving. I feel like she doesn't necessarily do the same thing every time. And for my Sagittarius brain, that's really exciting. (laughs) I feel like each and every new project she has, she's using a different style with different textures, different color palette. Um, I also love all the inspiration pictures she posts. Um, and I feel like she gives a lot of credit to, to other designers and helps us looking for inspiration to find Mm -hmm. those other designers and kind of, you know, um, see what's trending now or you know what past projects people have done that have inspired what is trending now because as we all know nothing is original anymore (laughs) so that's you know a hard thing to it's hard to take inspiration now because like you said everything is just kind of blending Mm -hmm. into each other and I feel like we've become so desensitized and I just want whatever is going to pop whatever is gonna scream at me like I feel like I can't get inspired by mid-century modern anymore it's just right not a thing <laughs> exactly I feel like that's kind of um like what inspires me too it's just like people who are doing something different right like I'm tired of seeing the same like console table credenza mm-hmm. like it's the people making like custom built-ins with like curves or curved edges or unique material choices right that's like what's inspiring and outsourcing to you know smaller craftsmen to make something that literally no one has and no one probably will (laughs) yeah oh yeah I love that it makes it so desirable to design that way I feel like at you know, when we're at work, we have so many vendors that we're so used to sourcing from or manufacturers we're so used to sourcing from. And you can only go through them so many times until you start going crazy. Like I could probably list out every piece that's on Mm -hmm. like the five ones that I cycle from. And I'm sick and tired of looking at them. (laughs) I feel like that's like harder with commercial design because you don't have like you don't have as many options. Well, maybe with no, like the side sure. tables and stuff, but yeah, with like the bigger pieces, it's kind of hard to have a lot of options, but I feel like you've done like a really good job. We um, try. Like- I mean, a lot of the times we just do custom things. Like we'll do our own millwork drawings and hope that the contractor can 
portray them as we had envisioned them. And I think that's the only way we can really get creative. But yeah, it is difficult with um, contract grade furniture to find oh, enough pieces to last <laughs> for yeah. all the projects. <laughs> yeah, especially with like, you know, being safe, like the safety aspect of it and like things need to be to code and things it's all a whole different ball game when you're you know working in commercial design it is and that's why sometimes i'm like i wish i did some residential but i really i don't have the i i don't know my brain is wired differently i'm not good at like not going in order for the process and sometimes when we've had residential clients we go back and forth a lot and we'll you know sometimes start backwards and go all the way you know the mood boards at the very end and I'm like this is not how it goes <laughs> I feel like yeah it it sometimes is difficult because especially in commercial you can like do a little bit of crazier things because yeah. you have like some more freedom like the art stuff like you can be more artistic the installations yeah. can be a little crazier I feel like these clients, especially up here, like everyone's looking for something mountainy and I'm right. almost so tired of doing <laughs> mountain homes because it's like either it's extremely modern where everything is like stainless steel mm. and they can't like everything's very cold and gray tones right. or it's like elk heads on every wall and <laughs> antlers um, oh gosh. and it's like there's no in between. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I love about working here. It's like, I want to bring in something new. You're you bringing know? a new style and yeah, eventually wanna... it's going to catch on and everyone's going <laughs> to want you to do that style. <laughs> I hope so. I hope people start to like catch on, you know, you don't have to be a like completely Western right. here, <laughs> you know, you can bring in like other cultures and like unique designs. That's awesome. You're like yeah. changing the wave. <laughs> trying to. I think we both are trying to. We are. We are. The best we can do is try. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years then, Eleni? Um, good question. <laughs> I will. Okay. I definitely see myself trying to master new skill um mm. I have always kind of wanted to get into the furniture world in tandem with interior design but I feel like if I know how to build these pieces and you know I can work with or you know maybe have like an apprenticeship or you know work with a contractor and kind of see how everything is made I can probably better my designs in that way and you know have a little bit of an edge because I feel like a lot of the times I'm looking for a very specific piece that does not exist yeah <laughs> and the only way to get it done is to make it yourself. And I feel like, you know, if I can maybe hopefully master that piece, then maybe I can have my own custom designs in projects. Um, and who knows, maybe in five years, I will hate that. But <laughs> I feel <laughs> or, like that's, you've always loved 
like furniture design and I feel like each year you've like it's become stronger like a stronger love <laughs> like yeah <laughs> now I feel like you're always like I want to do furniture design like it's coming in heavy and hot it and is like, you're ready to move on with that I just feel like it's like I because I don't necessarily want to go back to school I know school's definitely you know was a great part of my learning process but I feel like now I want to learn with my hands and have like a skill that you know I can pick up and I can work on that is not necessarily always on a computer I think we as designers spend so much time on the computer that I want to do something completely opposite I want and even if it, I fail that's okay I just want to try <laughs> Yeah, I feel I'm like the same way. I definitely love art, like that side of myself. I'm like always I've always been artistic. So design kind of stems off of that. Right. But I right. feel like I could do any type of art, which is hard at the same time, because <laughs> like I love design. And I feel like that's where my passion is. But, you know, I can I love to paint. I love to right. like do ceramics like it goes on and on so you're very talented though <laughs> that's what that means it's like you can't compress yourself into one bubble like you're really good at expressing your talents in other ways I'm trying awesome. yeah I try to do that I just you know that saying it's like if you're good at everything you're <laughs> not good at anything <laughs> no I don't I know always, that saying <laughs> oh I always hear that and I'm like um I need to like hone in on certain like certain things right and put my energy towards that you know I think you're really good at curating too like you are you have like so many skills that you can hone them all in into one element like I feel like I could put you in any spot and you could create or curate something amazing. Like whether it's like for a photo shoot for, you know, a fashion designer, like I can literally see you mm -hmm. <laughs> busting yeah. out something crazy. It would be interesting to do like interiors for like set design or like interiors for fashion design. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. would be really interesting. But in five years for me, I feel like, Hopefully our podcast is going to do something. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we have met, like, already. We've already yeah. seen so many really cool artists and things are going well. And it honestly inspires me to kind of do something different, like, with my life. Like, even Definitely. though I love design. But, <laughs> like, I just feel like you can push the envelope and, like, Definitely. just keep going. Like, you can do furniture. I'll curate your furniture. <laughs> You'll do my set design. I'll create yeah. pieces for for all your set design. You you show me a cool um, piece of you know clothing that some amazing fashion designers made, and I'll try to make some yeah. furniture to go with it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like being creative is just like. Well, anyone can be creative and I think anyone yeah. can be an artist. Like Definitely. just got to just go out and try new things. So yeah. hopefully in five years, five years comes quick. I know and that's tomorrow. <laughs> it really does. I feel like each year is just like someone was asking me that like three years ago and now I'm like, okay, that's two years away. 
but it's hard i think too it's hard to set goals that are so specific because i feel like a lot of times you get to that point and you're like okay i did that like mm-hmm. now what you know you work so hard to get to that one specific goal was it really really what you wanted to do maybe i mean it's good to accomplish goals but i feel like along the way if it doesn't feel right like don't have to stick to anything (laughs) yeah you can just do anything it's hard though to like get out of something once you start it is but yeah i i see what you're saying we can do whatever we want if we were like put our minds to it yeah and i think like too like what we're doing now we're just going with the flow and enjoying the process as is you know i don't think that pondering too much on the future does any good to the mental mm-hmm. <laughs> the mental health spectrum but you know as designers I think we're always wanting to evolve and create something different in in you know different mediums because it's important to to not get sick and tired of what you're doing like I remember right when we finished school I didn't want to do anything the whole summer mm-hmm. I was like I want to take a break like I feel like if I do like a summer internship I'm gonna be sick of this you know your brain needs a break mm-hmm. and I think in order to keep doing what you love you need to have you know other hobbies or other interests that keep you motivated for you know what you are currently pursuing yeah I'm if definitely that <laughs> yeah that makes sense I'm very motivated by our podcast I feel like we've just been going so hard like we have (laughs) so inspired and it like our podcast has been growing and like we're meeting people and we're gonna have fun guests and I feel like that only like that's something totally different than what we do every day so right you know yeah it's it's awesome and I love that we have guests that are creators because I feel like that keeps us on our toes and you know we're learning their process and what inspires them and I I find that fascinating yeah me too. <laughs> it is so fascinating and everyone comes from like such a different like their design skills and the way they do things comes from like such different places like I feel like a lot of people I see like a lot of designers, they say, you know, I was inspired by my culture Mm -hmm. and like, or like their family. Like when we had Lulu on, she was inspired by her, uh, her grandmothers. Um, It's just so interesting. Like everyone's so different. Like, I feel like for me, I wasn't necessarily inspired by like the furniture I was seeing around me. Right. Maybe it was just like that influenced me to want to like go out and find inspiration you know I no, I definitely know what you mean yeah sometimes you don't realize you're being inspired (laughs) yeah (laughs) you think about it later and you're like oh yeah that kind of inspired me (laughs) yeah you have to sometimes go out and find it too that's true taking a break is also very inspiring I feel like when I travel like we Mm -hmm. both went to Greece this summer and that was a very inspirational trip too, just seeing how other countries are, you know, mm-hmm. incorporating their culture into interior design and fashion and 
if I had all the money in the world, I'd be traveling to a different country every month, but <laughs> gotta wait. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so hard to like take time off of work too. It is. As a designer, I feel like everyone's calling you every day. So <laughs> <laughs> one day when you have your own firm, you can rely on other people. But yeah, when for we now, have our own firm, we'll yeah. rely on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. Next week, we hope to have a special guest come on the podcast. Um, We'll be posting every Thursday. And don't forget to come on to our Instagram. That's where we make all of our posts about each episode. And make sure you guys go listen to last week's episode where we talked about retrofuturism. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.